For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, Yeshua, the Creator of Heaven and Earth. This is part three of the series. From the book Messiah, Volume 3, by Avi ben Mordecai, page 160, he explains that here the Brit Hadashah, or the New Covenant, echoes the Genesis account telling us that the vessels created to receive the light of Ain Sof were not able to understand or comprehend the light, meaning that they could not contain the burst of light emerging from the original mystical Adam Kadmon, or the blueprint of ancient Adam. And therefore, the vessels exploded and shattered. From the Wikipedia Encyclopedia, explaining the concept of Zimzum, Isaac Laria introduced three central themes in explaining creation. One, Zimzum. We've covered that. That is how Ain Sof contracted himself, and thus, through the contraction, was able to create the world. And then the next element was the shattering of the vessels, which brings about the need for a repair or a tacoon. And that's the third theme or the element that was a part of creation. And that these three things, that is the contraction, the shattering, because the the vessels could not contain the high energy of the light of Ainsof, then created a need for there to be a repairing of that which was shattered. Zimzum describes the first step in the process by which God began the process of creation by withdrawing his own essence from an area, creating an area in which creation could begin. Shepherat Hakalim, that is the shattering of the vessels, describes how after Zimzum, God created the vessels, Hakalim in Hebrew, in the empty space, and how when God began to pour his light into the vessels, they were not strong enough to hold the power of God's light, and thus the vessels or the receptacles of the light shattered. The third step is tikkun, and tikkun is the process of gathering together and raising the sparks of God's light that were carried down with the shards of the shattered vessels. Since zimzum is connected to the concept of exile, and tikkun is connected to the need to repair the problems of the world of human existence, therefore we see that we have have the principle
rules of breaking and restoration or exile and redemption in creation itself. Now, let's look at some examples of this in the scripture. And these examples are going to come from Avi Ben Mordecai's book, Messiah, Volume 3, page 165. Israel was a unified body, Exodus chapter 24, verse 7. And later they were broken up into two houses, 1 Kings chapter 11. But ultimately they await repair and restoration, the uniting of the 12 tribes of Israel. Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 15 through 17. Adam was a unified body, Genesis chapter 2, verses 7 through 15. Then he was split up into two, Genesis chapter 2, verses 18 through 23, but is reconstituted and brought back together as one through marriage, Genesis chapter 2 and verse 24. Our next example, example number three, the 10 words or commandments were a body of laws that were broken into two, Exodus chapter 32, verse 19, and then restored as one, Exodus chapter 34, verses one through four. The Messiah, Yeshua, was broken at his first coming and being a suffering Messiah by dying on the tree, Zechariah chapter 12, verse 10, and is restored as the kingly Messiah, Messiah, son of David, Isaiah chapter nine, verses six and seven. Next example, we die in the image of the first Adam, Genesis chapter three, verse 19, and are resurrected in the image of the second Adam, first Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 49. And our last example is that the covenant of Torah is broken, Exodus chapter 32, verses 19 and 20, and then it is restored, Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 31 through 33. Our job, our ministry is to be a partner with the creator in restoring or repairing the world. Second Corinthians chapter five, verses 18 and 19, it is written, and all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself by Messiah Yeshua and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. And then it goes on to say, once again, that he's committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now, in order to understand the creation and how Ein Sof, the one who is without definition, create a physical world and then reveals himself to that world, Ein Sof himself is likened and associated to light. And we can connect the light example or association to the concept of electricity. When it comes from the power company, it's at a higher state than when it gets received in our home. So the initial light or the energy that is produced of electricity is lessened. And so the way we understand how Ein Sof reveals himself to the physical world, Ein Sof being a light, is his revelation gets broken down into various attributes. And we can conceptually understand this as light going into a prism. And then we have multiple rays that are a result of that prism. So we can see this concept from Avi Ben Mordecai's book, Messiah, Volume 3, page 146. Now, regarding this prism and what comes out on the other side of the prism as the light comes in, that 
that it is taught by the rabbis that the rays of this prism are referred to as sephirot. And they teach that there are 10 sephirot. From the book, The Middle Pillar by James Trim on page 20, he explains, according to Sefer or the book of Yetzirah, there are 10 sephirot. This is Sefer Yetzirah 1, 4. What is a sephirah? A sephirah is in a way a filter that holds and transforms a certain part of this light into a particular force or attribute. A sephirah is the way that the creator reveals a part or an attribute or a quality of himself or his will in the creation. The light divides into 10 different gradations of its original emanation, each with its own qualities, characteristics, and actions. In looking at these 10 sephirot, also known as the sephirotic tree, it is regarded that there are three upper sephirot, and this is explained in the book The Middle Pillar by James Grimm, page 21, and these three upper sephirot are called da'at, or knowledge, also referred to as the cater, or the crown. Secondly, hakmah, or wisdom. And thirdly, bina, understanding. These three upper sephirot are drawn from Exodus in chapter 31, verse 3, where it is written, And I have filled him with the spirit of Elohim, in wisdom, and in understanding, and in knowledge, and in all manner of workmanship. This explanation comes from the book, The Middle Pillar by James Trim, page 20. These three upper sephirot are also described in Proverbs chapter 24, verses 3 and 4, as it is written. With wisdom, a house is built. With understanding, it is established. And with knowledge, its rooms are filled. Now, there are three upper sephirot, but seven lower sephirot. And this is explained in James Trim's book, The Middle Pillar, on page 21. And these seven lower sephirot are called Gadula or greatness, also known as chesed, or mercy. Number two, gevara, which means power, strength, severity. Number three, tefaret, which means glory or beauty. Number four, netzach, means victory or splendor. Number five, chod, which means majesty. Number six, kol, which is the all, also called the yesod, or the foundation. And number seven, malchut, which means the kingdom or kingship. Now, these seven lower sephirot are drawn from 1 Chronicles chapter 29, verse 11, where it is written, Yours, O Yahweh, is the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory, and the majesty. For all that is in heaven, and in the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Yahweh, and you are exalted as head above all. This is explained in the book, The Middle Pillar, by James Trim, pages 20 and 21. Now, looking at the Sephardic tree, it is regarded that there are three pillars of these ten Sephirot, and these three pillars are called the Godhead. The ten Sephirot are arranged on a chart known as the Tree of Life, under three columns known as the three pillars of the Godhead. To look at a pictorial representation of the ten Sephirot as the Tree of Life, we have the following picture for you to show you this. Now, these ten Sephirot being referred to as the Tree of Life, we can connect this with the Torah, which is called the Tree of Life as well. Proverbs chapter 3, 
verse 1 and verse 18, it is written, My son, forget not my Torah, but let your heart keep my commandments. She, that is the Torah or the commandments, is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her, and happy is everyone that retains her. We can see how the Torah is the tree of life from Revelation chapter 22, verses 13 and 14, as it is written. Yeshua says, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandment, that they might have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. Now let's look at the meaning of Torah through a pictorial understanding, or you might understand this to be the sowed explanation of what is Torah. Now Hebrew is read from right to left and Torah has the letter Tav, then Vav, then Resh, then Hey. And anciently, Hebrew is meant to be a, a picture language. So each of these letters are associated with a pictograph, which has a particular meaning. So we have here a chart for you of the different Hebrew letters, their pictograph meaning, and the explanation of them. So if we take the word Torah, and if we look at the meaning of the letters from left to right, on the left, we have a He. And He in Hebrew has the meaning of lo or behold or, or draw yourself and pay attention to what you're being shown. Then you have the resh and the resh in Hebrew means a head or that which is first can be referred to a person. Then we have the vav and vav in Hebrew means a nail, a peg, a hook. It means and. And then we have the letter tav and tav means a mark, a sign or covenant. And so if we then give to you the pictograph meaning of Torah, we would have the following. And we're looking at the pictograph meaning from left to right. And it would communicate the following message. He meaning behold, resh meaning head or a man, vav meaning nail, and tav meaning mark or covenant. So behold the man nailed to the cross. Behold the man nailed and is nailed because of covenants. And so we can see that Torah itself is referring to the Messiah dying on the tree. The rabbis teach that the Torah in creation became physical. From the art scroll of Genesis and in the introduction on page 43, they explain, with the event of creation, the Torah, which is the word of God, assumed physical garb, just as the soul clothes itself in a human body to assume earthly life. So we have this principle that the Torah becomes physical. Well, this is what's explained in John chapter 1, where in verse 1, it is written, in the beginning was the word, the word is the Torah, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Yeshua is the word. He is the living Torah. Since the Torah became physical in creation, then the word, the living Torah as well, became flesh, became physical and dwelt among us, as we're told in John chapter 1 in verse 14. This is consistent with Hebraic thought and teaching regarding creation. In the book, Anticipating the Redemption by Rabbi Menachem Schneerson, volume 1, page 44, he explains that the Torah is like or resembles man. From the verse in Numbers chapter 19, verse 14, this is the Torah, a man, that the Torah is likened to or resembles man.
understand. We are now going to look at the 10 sefirot in the context of being three pillars of the Godhead. And this explanation comes from the book, The Middle Pillar by James Tram on page 23, where he writes, the 10 sefirot are arranged on a chart known as the tree of life. The tree of life is also a term for the Torah. And they are under three columns known as the three pillars of the Godhead. Now, because the sefirot are meant to teach the attributes of God, in human terms, those attributes have male and female characteristics. And the masculine aspect of the Godhead is often called father, while the feminine is often called mother or the ruach. And the reconciling of these two in between is called the son of Yah. We take the ten sephirot of the sephirotic tree and represent them as three pillars where one pillar refers to father, another mother, and another son. That the attributes that are associated with the son, that those attributes are numbered one, six, nine, and ten. And if you add up those attributes that are associated with the middle pillar or the son, it adds up to 26. And 26 is the numerical value of yod Hey vav Hey, giving you a connection that the middle pillar, the son, is associated with being yod Hey vav Hey. Pictorially, it would look like this. We have the three pillars and those attributes that are associated with the one pillar is three, five, and eight. The other pillar, two, four, and seven. But the middle pillar, called the son of Yah, its attributes have the numerical value of one, six, nine, and ten, or twenty-six. From the book, The Middle Pillar by James Trim, page 45, he explains, the middle pillar is made up of the Sephirot, Cater, which is one, Tiferet, which is six, Yesod, which is nine, and Malchut, which is ten, which perfectly balance the feminine and masculine characteristics of the father and mother, or masculine pillar and feminine pillar. This is significant because those attributes, 1, 6, 9, 10, add up to 26, which is the gematria, or the numerical value of Yahweh, yod Hey vav Hey. The middle column expresses the other two columns in perfect harmony. And once again, we see that it adds up to 26. Therefore, it is the invisible image of Yahweh. The middle pillar represents the invisible image of Yahweh. And this is explained in the book, The Middle Pillar by James Trim on page 23. Now, this is what Paul is communicating to us, this concept, this principle, in Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 and 16, as it is written, who is the image of the invisible God, the invisible God being Ain Sof. The image of that invisible God is the middle pillar of the Godhead, who is the firstborn of every creature. For by him, that is the image of the invisible God, by him were all things created, that are in heaven, that are on earth, visible and invisible. Whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. Next, we're going to look at a pictorial representation of the ten sephirot as a man. The Torah is likened to, or the Torah resembles a man. The Torah is the tree of life, and the Torah became physical at creation. And so we express this concept then as it relates to the ten sephirot. In 
so if we take yod hey vav hey and if we write it or express it vertically the yod is going to resemble the head of a man and then the hey is going to represent the shoulders and the arms of a man the vav the the trunk or the midsection of a man and then the hey is going to represent the legs we can see a color graphic of this in the following way how yod hey vav hey written vertically is going to resemble a man next we're going to look at the godhead as an expression of adam kadmon and this is explained in the book by james trim the middle pillar on page 59 the godhead which we have discussed in detail in the previous chapter is manifested not only as the tree of life but also as adam kadmon according to genesis man was created in the image of elohim this image of elohim was a manifestation of the godhead which served as a model for adam adam kadmon simply means before adam and it refers to the image of elohim after which adam was created in the book the middle pillar by james trim on page 61 he explains thus the son of yah that is the middle pillar of the sephirotic tree is not just the tree and the sephirot the middle pillar the son of yah is adam kadmon or the image of elohim in second corinthians chapter 4 and verse 4 it is written lest the light of the glorious gospel of messiah who is the image of god referring to the image of Ain Sof should shine unto them now we look at hebrews chapter 1 verses 1 through 3 where it is written god referring to Ain Sof, who at sundry times and in diverse manner spoke in time past unto the fathers by the prophet has in these last days spoken unto us by his son who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person adam kadmon now adam kadmon is in the likeness of a man in the middle pillar by james trim on page 62 he explains the adam kadmon was the likeness like the appearance of a man which ezekiel saw upon the throne in ezekiel chapter 1 verse 26 in his merkavah vision or the vision of the divine throne chariot now these 10 sephirot as three pillars of supernal light they're represented this way from the book the middle pillar by james trim page 26 he explains the three columns of the tree of life chart are known as the three pillars of the godhead these three pillars or columns correspond to three supernal lights the zohar describes the three pillars of the godhead as follows then elohim said let there be light and there was light and elohim saw that the light was good why it may be asked was it necessary to repeat the word light in this verse the answer is that the first light refers to the primordial light which is of the right hand and is destined for the end of days while the second light refers to the left hand which issues from the right the next words and god saw the light that it was good genesis chapter 1 verse 4 refers to the pillar which standing midway between them unite both sides meaning the middle pillar therefore when the unity of the three the right the left and the middle was complete it was good now in the zohar they refer to this middle pillar as the son of yah well that's going to conclude part three of the series on the subject yeshua the creator of 
heaven and earth. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.